Make sure to like Caveman's Corner on Facebook and definitely click subscribe right now. You'll keep up to date with MMA news, you can hear our podcast, and see our funny videos. Click subscribe and the bell. Do it now! I'm in Caveman's Corner. I'm here with my man, Eugene Chadwick, or Bush Chadwick as we call him. Sorry about my voice. I was just out. We uh, had fights last night. Me and uh, Coach Amanda we went out there. And we smoked it, right? Yeah, oh man, it's great. Uh, Butch went out, and uh, what did you think about the fights? The fights were great. It was a great card. Uh, Amanda, like, really surprised me because with her strength. Like, like, she really dominated the fight with her strength. And then once it got on the ground, it was lights out. Yeah. Dude, I thought she was going to go Hulk Hogan on that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had her up like this. I was going to slam her down. Like, here, I'm a real American playing in the background, dude. It was great. Yeah, that body slam was... That, that, <laughs> I think the fight was won right there because it was just your no match. Boom! <laughs> dude, we definitely won the fight in the locker room. So yeah. I had her loop around the mat, and I was like, oh, let's fuck with her. Let's do some uh, jumping triangles, right? Right, right. So she was doing jumping triangles, and we drilled some triangles. We drilled a bunch of ground stuff, right? So the girls watching, so yeah, whatever, like... They knew she was going to be a ground striker, right? So then we went up and, like, I taped up her hands and then Dr. Kroll stretched her out and everyone was watching because we were up on the stage. We took the main stage. So, like, everyone was, like, looking at us while we were warming up. With awesome. Awesome. <laughs> no. So everyone was down in the locker room and we went up on the main stage and I was like, let's go up here. And uh, it worked out really good. And no one said anything, of course, because I'm me. And yeah. <laughs> I just do what I want to do. And uh, uh, we went up there and it was great for the first fight. And then we went down. I had a man to kick pads. So we just kicking the pads. like whomp. Wow, you know, because she kicked so hard. She kicked that, so hard. <laughs> that girl just took the towel and put it over her face, and just, it's, it's over. Yeah. Mind um, games are the best. Yeah, do that. They're the best. We gotta do right. Yeah, yeah. you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta win everything. <laughs> and uh, like having a good coach is important sometimes. So um, it's everything. Yeah, mad respect to you. Um, uh, Catelyn uh, did a good job. She did her very best. Catelyn Phillips. Uh, she came out, um, but I don't know. Maybe you uh, need to. Get with a, a little bit better gym, get helped out just a little bit. Like, there's nothing wrong with training traditional martial arts, but um, you know, we have to look at your record and see what's going on. Sometimes, like, if a bunch of my guys were losing, I would like really go back and look and see what what's going on, what's going on. You know, like, why are we losing? What do we need to add? You know, um, having a gym that you love is a really important thing, and uh, we try very hard to have uh, that same kind of atmosphere here. That's what it's all about here. Yeah, that's I what mean. it's all about. But I think you're right. Like I, I, I give so much credit to a fighter for stepping into the ring. No matter the outcome of the fight, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I think you have to look at your coaches and be comfortable around your coaches and understand you're willing to do what they tell you to do. A lot of times a coach will tell you to do something. I know this from my years of coaching. And you just don't do it. And it's frustrating for them. It's frustrating for you. And uh, it was, it's, it's really cool to see how you and Amanda vibed and how that all came together through the course of her camp. She really, <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't even, I was like, Amanda, do you want me to put on all the gear and you can just beat me up in a corner for like five minutes? Yeah. And she like looked at you and, and you were like, no, that's okay. And she was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like it wasn't that smooth, but. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So it was like, it's really important to have that that good vibe with your coach, and 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 your coach needs to know what he's doing too. So yeah, that's uh, that's important. Really uh, important. I wanted to uh, bring him in. How, how old are you? I'm 54. I'll be 55 in October. And you just had your first fight, man. What is what does that feel like? <laughs> so uh, same people, school, same school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I I'm uh, so people have asked me a lot about what it was like to 
what it was like to step in there and what it was like to win and be victorious. And uh, before I start this, uh, R.I.P. to John. Uh, he's not with us anymore. He was uh, he was a, a good guy, and uh, I'm sorry that that uh, happened to him. But uh, you know, they asked me what it was like to win, and I said, you know, I, I was there for the birth of both my sons and, and and my wedding, and those are like, you know, you get to those things, and it's unbelievable. But there is nothing like that feeling, and that's what I said to Amanda. And she looked at me today, and she was like, "You're right." You were right. I was like, there's nothing like hearing your name being announced and your hand raised after you've trained so hard and worked so hard and everything you did came together perfectly and it got you the W. And uh, it's a pretty amazing feeling, especially being an old guy too. That was pretty cool. How difficult was camp for you? I know uh, you were doing two days at 54 dollars. <laughs> so uh, camp was... Camp was tough. I the one great thing was uh, coach set me up with a, a you, my yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. We gotta let everyone know you're my coach. Uh, you set me up with a really good fight um, where I didn't have to cut a whole mess of weight. I only had to cut like 15 pounds. You're like I can cut more. I'm like nah, we're not cutting. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like yo, I can get to 170, and you're like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> um, so the. I didn't have to cut a lot of weight, and I think that was super important. But yeah, man, doing two a days with you, and then with Doug and John in the morning, and then trying to work a full time job, it was hard. You know, it took a lot of balance. But it, and it, a family, yeah, and a family. You know, two sons going through their lives and living their lives, and trying to be involved with them, and it was uh, it was something else. But I'll tell you, focus was everything. I had to stay so focused throughout the whole thing because the minute you lose focus you're gonna you 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 waver off path and then that's when things start going wrong and I just had to stay focused every day on what my mission was and at 530 in the morning my mission was to train with Doug and John and then I would go home and I'd shower and my next mission for the next eight hours was to put in the best day of work I could then after that my next mission was to come here and train with you <laughs> and get coached by you and and you know it it's it was about focus and it it was awesome. I just feel after we're pretty exhausted. We had this over. We <laughs> miss it. Like. I I'm not gonna lie. I I miss it. I miss it a lot. I I haven't accomplished many things in my life, and that was one thing I did. And I miss that feeling of being focused all the time, having a purpose, and just being driven. Um, it it was an unbelievable two and a half three months. It was some of the best three months of my life. The garbage can remembers you. <laughs> What's that? The garbage can remembers Yeah, yeah, the garbage can remembers you. <laughs> yeah. So I threw up a couple times, <laughs> truth be told, right here in the gym. I threw up in the garbage can. Uh, I would tell Jeff I want to go hard, and the next thing I know I'd be puking in a garbage can. And, of course, he filmed it because that's, that's a badge of honor. But, uh, yeah, man, I miss it a lot. I, 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 I love training. And I still train hard, but uh, I miss I miss being that that focused and that driven. It was it was, it was awesome. And um, like I miss like from my fighting career, I miss that like man. I just got to do this. I don't have to do this. You know, like I had to watch everything I ate. I had to like get up at five in the morning, train yeah. all day. Like then you go to work, and then you got to train all night, and then you got to go lift weights, and then you got to get your sparring in after that, and then. You get home at like one o'clock in the morning. You gotta start all over again. And 
Yeah, you were at yeah. So my level is like down here. That level is up here. Yeah. For those just beginning, <laughs> Jeff was a professional fighter, and uh, what he did was not human, but he did it, and it just shows you like when you see those guys fighting on TV at that level, at any level, any fighter, you know what they go through, and it was cool to be a part of that. I I had about one tenth of what what. You did what you went through, but I was doing it. You know, I was watching what I was eating. I was I was working out. I was training hard and getting my cardio in. Cardio was really hard because uh, I'm old and I was just a fat guy trying to lose weight. And, but I got my cardio, man. I was ready to go. I could have definitely went three rounds, and uh, I was it was it was cool. But uh, Listening to your stories about what you went through and how many rounds a week you did, like I told my son Josh, I was like, "You're not gonna believe this." Yeah. And he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." We didn't know any better, dude. I was just like, "We should just fight more." Yeah. <laughs> if I get better, you just fight more. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's it's so it's, it's crazy how it's evolved, right? Yeah. How fighting has evolved and training has evolved. And it's been so specialized. I came from the, like the bare knuckle days, dog. I my first fights, no gloves, no weight class, like no rules. I watched it grow. I was here so you like league. fought legitimate like UFC one rules. Yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> that's the way, man. Like that's OGs. Wow, man, that's unbelievable. I'm telling you, you should write a book. Uh -huh. I'm telling you, I'm gonna <laughs> grab a pen and paper and we're gonna sit down and write a book. Yeah. Life of a fighter. <laughs> It's so crazy hearing these stories. Oh. I got a lot of good stories, man. I like been doing it a long time. I got a lot of good coaching stories. I got man, all kinds of good. What stuff. was the best feeling you ever felt in the ring? Uh, like, is there one particular time or whatever that you got a W, you weren't supposed to get it, something like that? That well, it was, was like an unbelievable feeling. Dude, it's hard not to go with the four-second kick. Like, it's almost impossible. Like you, you trained so hard. I came out of retirement. I've been retired like almost four years at that point. And like to come back, I reinvented myself. Like I, uh, I had that really tough loss to uh, a really good guy that fought in glory. And uh, like I would just come forward. I didn't really care about getting hit. I like evolved my whole style. I worked for Coach Herbert, like uh, Donna Cruz style footwork and just getting out of the way and just evolved the way I fought because I knew I turned other people that I just couldn't break down. And uh, like that Venasrat fight was a, a eye opener for me. You know, like I knew I could. I always thought I could just out tough people, and uh, I could have fought 100 rounds and never out toughed him because I couldn't hit him back. You know, so uh, coming back out and then just knowing exactly what he was gonna do and like my dedication and studying a film and knowing what he, exactly what he was gonna do and knowing exactly that everything just played out in my head exactly like I thought I was going to and land the exact kick I wanted to, the exact angle I wanted to. Everything was perfect. And then the fight was over. Um, that was probably the best moment ever. And just coming out of retirement and knowing I could still do it. That's so cool. Yeah, that, there's nothing like that feeling where it all comes together perfectly at that specific moment. Like we, when I when I knocked out Gearheart, we worked right, on yeah. we worked on those knees right right there. We yeah. worked on throwing that knee when he's up against the ropes and in the corner. And you know, you taught me about clinching. You're gonna have one shot in the clinch. Yeah. So I clinched. I. I need, I let go and I threw another knee and it was like, it was just like, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about the fact that like everything that, you know, we worked on, 
The only thing we didn't work on is when I called him in like this and he caught me with that right hand. <laughs> we talked about over and over not to do that, so yeah. we did kind of work on that. Yeah, we, we <laughs> talked over and over, don't be flashy, just be you. And I called him in and uh, dropped my hands and John <laughs> let me know about it and uh, caught me with a really good right. And uh, yeah, that was good. But uh, it's just, it's an incredible feeling. And I think, like, how does it feel for a coach? Like when you're a coach and you see a fighter evolve like with Amanda right so you you saw a mom of two a wife a full-time worker evolve from this jiu-jitsu person into this savage fighter like she really went savage in that ring like what's that like for you as a coach um as a coach it's gratifying to get the win but for me I'm, I'm usually more about coaching a person so Watching Amanda grow and being able to say like no to things and like really get a backbone and, and say no and grow as a person. Um, to me, like that was that was the biggest thing about her fight campus, her becoming a whole as a person. And um, part of that for her was being able to perform in the ring with all the pressure on and being focused and not being ADD and having her mind like shoot 10,000 places all over, all over her, you know. She right. came out. She did exactly what we were going to do. She got into situations we said she was going to get into. Just like her, like I told her she was going to get on the cage. She's going to step in, hit that girl down on the ground. That's what she did. Uh, I told her we were going to get in that over-under plum clinch. And instead of getting hit, she hit her. And so she didn't need to turn her down. And she picked her up like Hulk Hogan instead of turning her and fucking threw her on the ground. That was, like, great. Uh, obviously, I knew she was going to dominate when we were on top and mouth. Like, I wasn't worried about that. I was a little um, – I know she was just playing around, but I, was, I wish she would have – had a little bit more killer instinct and just went there and just broke that girl's arm right off the jump instead of playing around. Right. Like that's what we talked about. But I know like she was feeling free in there and she wanted to do her thing and that was cool. Um, with you, watching you accomplish a goal at your age um, when you thought you couldn't do it, and I know how hard you get on yourself when you, uh, you come up short, and watching you grow and be able to take criticism, uh, like I feel like that was a the best thing from your fight camp. Like I, I like to watch people grow as a person awesome. and like our relationship and like watching you take criticism. Um, you, no offense, you're pretty pig-headed sometimes. <laughs> and uh, you you took my criticism at first, you're like, oh, whatever. And then we go hard and we bang it out. And then like, you know, we do all the bond. And now you like, you listen to me and like, well, I'm like, yeah, of course that's what happened. That's what I saw happen. I'm gonna be your coach. I know that that's what's gonna happen in the fight, you know? And then we, we were able to work it, and the exact things that happened in your fight happened in the fight. You know, like everything we talked about is exactly it was exactly like that. And like I think the the thing for me was, you know, I I followed you to your gym because I felt connected to you. Like there was this bond that I had with you. I don't know what it was. It's gonna make fun of you a lot. Yeah, it's because you make fun of me. <laughs> And, uh, and then, you know, what ended up happening was through the course of camp, like I grew as a man and I, I grew, I became a better person and I, you know, that's because of you, you know, you pushed me and Doug pushed me and John pushed me and I just kept getting pushed and I kept getting pushed and I kept getting pushed and I didn't fight it. I just took it and I, I tried to get better and I don't, anyone that's thinking about fighting, it's so important to have that good bond with your coach. You got to be with a coach that you trust. 
because I believe every word that you say to me, anything that you tell me to do, I try and do because it's right. And it doesn't start out like that. There's not something that, no. like, when you first start, you're not going to get this off the jump. Like, this is something that you develop over time and sweat and blood in the gym. And um, that's what we did, and that's what your coach should be doing with you um, if you're in a good gym. Well, I, you know, so a funny story. I got to tell the story. <laughs> so I was at, I was at uh, a different gym, and I'm standing at the counter, and they say this guy dropped out of a fight. And I'm thinking in my head, I've been training like eight months, man. I'm good. So I'm like, hey, I'll fight. <laughs> so... <laughs> At the time, you were just doing integrity on Sundays at, at Dr. Kroll's place. So, so you caught wind that I said that, and you're like, hey, you know, I hear you want to fight. Let's spar. <laughs> so what was – so this is in front of my child, my wife, and all the members of the gym. You made them watch. And – and at a minute and 30 seconds, I was breathing so heavily and then so beat up. I was like, can I, can we take a break? You're like, sure, we can take a break. And you're like dancing over in the corner, talking, <laughs> laughing, joking. I'm bent over. Then we started again and I, I was on the ground. I'm freaking upside down. I'm getting, you know, you would start to choke me and then let it go, beat me some more. And you're like, that's why you can't fight because there's a lot more to it than that. And man, that did that teach me a lesson. And right then and there, I was like, this I, I, I'm going to run through walls for this guy because that was the only way I would have been able to understand. And you knew that. And that was so cool. It wasn't cool at the time because I was really beat up and embarrassed, like humiliated. I thought I was this pretty tough guy, you know. And you, you are a tough guy. Here's a 145-pound man just abusing me in front of my wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> You had to be there, but it was a great, it was a great time, man. And uh, it all really showed stories, me. All the things people say about me sound really bad when they talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had a lot of fun, and uh, it was it was it was good. But I'll tell you, when we when we went hard in here, and you're like, "Do you want to fight?" and I said yes, and you're like, "I think I got to fight for you." And we went hard that day. I feel like you tested me. I did. I, do I feel like you went extra hard on me to see if I had heart. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and in my head, I knew that, and I knew I had to keep moving forward, and I had to block everything out, and I just did the best I could. And when we were done, I felt like you looked at me, and you're like, I can work with that. Yeah, I do that to everybody. I did it to Amanda, too. I beat her up pretty good. <clears throat> and that sounds terrible, beating up a girl pretty good, but... Um, it's not. You're a coach. It's... um, And it's a fight. <laughs> it's really... It's real love when uh, your coach beats you, sometimes. There's abusive coaches and there's this. So this is one time. Like, this is to see if someone can fight. If you've already got fights, I know you can fight. We don't need to do this. If you want to fight, I have to see how you're going to react when you get hit and the pressure's on and you're exhausted. And when you first start fighting, I can do that to anybody. I don't care what kind of athlete you are. I can break you down. Uh, as you get better, you're probably going to do this to me. And I know I'm going to keep going too. Like, I've been through this a thousand times is what fighting is. But if you're going to break down, there's no sense investing all this time. You have to put so much time, energy, and love into it. And if you can't put that in um, and you don't have the heart to do it when when you haven't even have anything invested in it yet, like it's the best time to, to give up because like there's so much to it and you're going to want to quit so many different times. And it's not just a physical part. It's life. 
uh, you're gonna have problems with your spouse during it because you're gonna be in the gym too much. You're gonna spend less time with your spouse. You should probably spend more time with your spouse instead of being here training, but like you can't do that and then win. So you got stress at home. You have stress at work because you're gonna be tired all the time. All the you time. Still have to work, and your work can't suffer. Nope. So, like, you still need to pay the bills, and then you gotta come train after all that, and you're tired, and you gotta do that for months at a time, or years at a time if you're a coach, you know. And that your coach is going through the same thing. It's less physically demanding, but like, it's hard work to keep track of everybody. It's hard work to. Um, have everyone's best interests at heart. It's hard work to know who's got to fight when and who needs work now, who needs rest now, we need to keep safe, we need to beat up. Um, there's a lot to this sport, and I need to know when I fight what kind of person you are, and that's how I find out. And I got to find out if you're determined or not. I think it's about mutual respect, too. Like, yeah. you're doing that out of respect. You're not doing that out of anger or malicious intent. And that, I knew... When we were sparring hard that day, and I've seen you spar hard with my son, I knew there's a complete level of respect and love there. And when you feel that, you understand that. And when you're in it, it's it's uh, it's not as bad. It's know? actually it's actually hard. There's no ill intent at all. It's actually no. hard to balance. I need to push them a little bit harder, but I need to not hurt them. Like so. Like, I want you to suffer the most as possible. Like, I can't let you quit. So I need to suffer, make you suffer, but I can't hate you hard enough to actually hurt you. I need you to, to keep moving. I need to rock you so you don't know where you are, and you're tired, and you're hurt, and nothing feels like it's going, but you have to keep moving, and you have to go forward, and you have to feel that. And that's going to happen to you at some point in your fight career. It happened to you in your fight, your very first one. It didn't happen to Amanda yet, but you know, Hugh, Hugh ate Gearheart's right hand. Gearheart dropped, like... The really good fighters with that right hand. And he dropped you too. And he was celebrating. So I just watched the fight because I knew we were going to do this. So I rewatched the fight. And uh, when your hands hit the mat, he's like, whoa, he's jumping around celebrating, dude. And I was like, oh, man, I make your heart happy. Better knock that motherfucker out. I can't win that happened. We I knocked like, him out. Butch. Yeah, we knocked him out. And then the fight went the way we wanted. My man woke me up. <laughs> that was a big wake-up call. Like, oh, shit, we're in a fight, man. You better stop fucking around. And that's, yeah. Pissed me off a little, too. I got mad at myself for doing yeah. like, putting myself in that spot. <laughs> I could see you and Doug over there shaking your heads. Like, what? we didn't go over this. Like, <laughs> this is not what we did. He can't be tired. Yeah, it's like 30 seconds. Like, oh, I kicked him a shit down. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I kicked him a bunch, and I, I wasn't tired, but I was pissed. And uh, that's what happened. But, yeah, you know, um, I think, like, the kind of like what we're talking about with finding a gym you're comfortable with, but you also have to find a coach you're comfortable with and one that will push you, and you will allow him to push you. And that, that, that's difficult sometimes to find that. Like, I see a lot of people getting coached, and I just I just know they don't get the same love that I get, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. or they, and then you do a great job also because you have people that come to the gym that are just here to train, you know? Mm -hmm. they're not, they don't want to fight. They just want to – maybe they're trying to lose some weight or they're just getting better with their hands, and you got to manage those people too. Yeah, because, too. That's what you were. Right, really, that was, that's what you were to me when we first started. You were, you were the guy that was the old guy in uh, WNY, you know, and like I felt bad because you know, like it's a fighter gym, really, and they really take care of the fighters first. And uh, you know, like you were in a fight class, really. So, but you were always there and you're always trying. So, like I would give a little bit more attention. I make sure that like those members get attention, like Jason, like 
uh, for example, uh, needs attention. He's awesome. He's probably not going to fight. He's like dad and got kids and shit, but he's a fucking athlete. He's got rugby. He likes rugby, too. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's guy. a big rugby fan. We're going to get together and be good friends. Jason is an, a savage. <laughs> I mean, uh, we free too, you know. Yeah, like we got, fight, like, like a competitor. For such a small, like, we're, 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 we're a smaller community. We have some amazing fighters in this gym. Some amazing fighters. And when you look at, like, guys like Ilfrey, who's going to compete in the pan, or, uh, ADC, when you look at guys like, yeah, when you look at guys... Guy in a rock star, Alex, can't be. Then you look at a guy like... Yeah, guy in a rock star. You look at a guy like Jason, who's a dad, who loves jiu-jitsu, comes here, and he just crushes it. And then you look at a guy like Jared, who works 15 hours, comes here and trains, and just absolutely smashes me. Dude, and he lost so much weight too. Like yeah, he's he's, like, he's done he's so awesome. good. He's a marine. Yeah. I don't expect anything less from yeah. him. Super fight, super fight. Yeah, dude, he's a killer. Um, Alex, too. Alex, uh, I can't say his last name, but him and his daughter train. Yeah. Um, he's a really good guy too. That blue belt dude, like those Niagara Falls guys came over. They're all really good. Ryan, that Ryan, belt Ryan, dude. Ryan's purple belt is really good, and then. We got some up-and-comers. Ryan tapped me out with a sweaty gi. He waterboarded me, dog. I was so scared. I was like, I don't know. But it was the first time I panicked in jiu-jitsu in, like, I don't know, years. I'm a black belt, so, like, I still panic. So if you guys ever feel claustrophobia, I still get it every now and then, too. And I felt it bad. So, like, I had to, like, scramble out. I just gave up my bag. I didn't care. I had to get out of that position. And, uh, like, I came over, and I gave him my choke. And I was like, I was, then I had to fight off the choke. And I got another choke. And I eventually had to tap. I was like, man. That was good, and uh, I like that. I like the, uh, I like. You like that feeling? Yeah, like I don't. I like to like lose sometimes too. You know, like it's not good to win all the time. What's harder, coaching or fighting? I don't know. I'm not talking about the obviously physically demanding is fighting, but I'm just the mental aspect. What do you think is tougher? For me, fighting was. Uh, Tougher. I like to give my time, so coaching comes a little bit easier. See, I'm the same way. I, I coached know. lacrosse for 27 years. And I had a hard time sometimes being selfish. I, I was never selfish enough to uh, really be an elite fighter. I, uh, I don't know. I just didn't have what it took. And I tried. Like, I did my best, but it just didn't happen. So, um, I think I'm a pretty good coach. I think I have a really good eye for fights and how things are going to play out. And I'm good at that. And uh, I was good at that as a fighter, too. And I didn't have all the physical tools I needed as a fighter to take advantage of some of that stuff, but I think I can coach my people to do that. I think you do a really good job of doing that. You're great at watching film and breaking it down. I mean, we didn't have much on Gearheart, but you had commentated on his fights and remembered them, yeah. which was amazing. And then for Amanda's fight, you, you watched film of her, you, saw, you commentated mm -hmm. her fight, you saw mm -hmm. her fight, and you know what I missed last night? Did you have the hat on? I did not have the hat on. That hat, all right, all right, all right. I forgot the hat. I brought it. I have it in my, I left it in my car. I wrote down Dr. Kroll. And I had the list. I had the hat on the list of stuff to bring. I didn't <laughs> bring it. Uh, you know, senility. It's all yeah, right. A little age. I had so much stuff. I, I wanted to make sure I had all the tape and the gauze. I had to bring a shirt for Alyssa. I, I had so much stuff to bring. And, like, uh, it's tough. I always, this is the first time, like, I really had to make a fight kit, too. Like, normally, my BMY already had the fight kits pre-made. Like, it was nice being part of a big gym. You just, like, grab the kit and go. But now I got to make the kit. So I had to make sure I had the end swell. I had to get the ice bags. I lost my wallet, so I had to steal cash out of the petty cash to go grab everything. 
Like, man. Did you find your wallet? No, I got stolen. I only fit. I only fit stole my wallet. There's their sponsor Superfly with my wallet got stolen. Sorry, sorry. Come on, yeah. your wallet got stolen? Yeah, all my cards canceled. Sucks. Yeah. Did you cancel all your cards? Yeah, I get it right away. Happened uh Saturday before the gym. So um uh, I canceled cards when I came to the gym. So this happened yesterday? No, no, last Oh last, last Saturday. Saturday, okay. Two Saturdays ago, not last Saturday. So that sucked. So I, I think I, I I think like like when I coached lacrosse, you know, we would when I coached in college it was all about watching film and filming and breaking film down and so I was pretty good at that, you know, and I always it's funny because you can do what you teach, right? Mm -hmm. But like you take someone like Sean McDermott, he can tell you how to block a 320 pound charging offensive line or defensive mm -hmm. lineman, but he probably can't do it himself, but he can tell you how to do it. And that's kind of where I was, but it's cool when like, so how many times have I texted you at like 1130 at night <laughs> during a flight and been like, holy shit, look at this. This is exactly what you taught the other day. <laughs> You know, and it's like, it's so cool. And then, yeah. like, well, when we spar, you'll do it, you know. Or I'll throw a combination that you had just taught in that class. And, and then, I, you know, I'll, I'll say, hey, that was a combo. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, of course, you throw it back at me. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't always end very well for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just, it's so important to have that coach that knows that. You know, you can't just be out there. It, it's a dangerous sport. You can't just be out there willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, so I feel very confident coaching on the name. And uh, I can feel pretty confident as a uh, black belt coaching, but like, I'm not really super good at jiu-jitsu in the gi. Uh, so I've been studying and studying and studying. So I spent so much time studying, too. Like, it's very difficult to be a coach and put a lot of time into, like, even just teaching and making sure I'm staying up with current trends. Like, I started learning jiu-jitsu when half guard was a bad position to be in. Now it's like a common attacking position. When I started jiu-jitsu, you got to like half guard, and I was like, oh my god, he's almost mounted. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, like jiu-jitsu changed so much. Like, it, everything's so different. What do you think is the big evolution of jiu-jitsu? Um, was it 10th planet, like kind of no-gi, the whole no-gi craze, and you had a bunch of no-gi guys moving in, or gi guys moving yeah. into no-gi? I honestly think that MMA was the biggest evolution for uh, jiu-jitsu because it just brought so many people in. And then, like, all these people brought different things, you know. Like, if the UFC didn't make it, Eddie Bravo would have never, like, got together and came up with all that Ten Planet stuff, you know. Like, if the UFC would have never been together, like, all the, the Brazilians would probably still really be good at jiu-jitsu, but they wouldn't have the American wrestling influence. Right. Because the wrestlers wouldn't be doing it. So, like, the top games would be different. The Darcy and Anacondas would be different. Like, the takedowns would be different. If all that happened, then no gi would have never been popular. ADCC would have never started. Then you wouldn't have, like, all the no gi submission grappling that's super elite that we're trying to do, like, Ilford's trying to do, you know? Like, it so, all started with the UFC, you know? Like, you know, Ilford is a, a great grappler. You know who else is a good grappler we got coming up is Evan. <laughs> Yeah, Evan's competing uh, before this podcast comes out. He probably already competed, but yeah, he's competing Saturday. He's going to do a good job. Yeah, he is. He's a savage. He took his shirt off today, and I, I felt like I should just leave. I do too. Him, him and Joe took their shirts off today. They were yeah. getting changed, and I just looked at him, and I was like, man, I should just go home. Dude, yeah. 
I feel like our gym is on gear even though we're not. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just shredded. Yeah. Except for me, of course. And, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's it's the same thing with my son, my seventeen-year-old. You know, he takes his shirt off. I just look at him. I go, oh my God, what, what? And then I remind myself, those are my jeans, yeah. right? Yeah, it all came from you, right? Yeah, right, uh, right. I sure did. Uh, man, so I really wanted to bring you in here just to like talk about like someone your age is coming out and doing jujitsu because a lot of people feel like they're uh, too old to train. So what would you say to people that think you're a little bit too old to train? So the cool thing about jiu-jitsu is it's your own journey, right? There isn't a rush. There isn't, you're going to have people that excel at it, that are really good at it, and then people that aren't. It's your own personal journey. And in terms of being an older person, it's great exercise. It's great way to stretch. Like your, your, your muscles are constantly being used. You're using every muscle in your body. It's a great way to have like some sort of cardiovascular exercise. Is that best? We just talked about that today, how jujitsu training is a lot different than uh, oh, running. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like two giant guys that came in with all the muscles. Yeah, two, yeah there was two giant guys here today <laughs> doing jujitsu, and they, they had big, huge muscles. And the cardio, they were like, holy crap. It's a different type of cardio. But what's great about it is you find yourself a gym you're comfortable with. And you just, you go at your own pace. I would say 99.9% .9 of the people that are in jiu-jitsu are there to help you. They're not there to hurt you. So there's always that fear of coming and doing the first class. But once you get through that first class, you're, you'll fall in love with it. It's fun. It's a great exercise. It's a great way to build confidence and, and endurance. Um, the confidence thing is huge. Man, it did so much, so much for my confidence. And I'm, I'm not a great jiu-jitsu guy either. I try. I'm better at no gi than I am gi. But I try. And I'm not a great jiu-jitsu guy. But, man, it just does wonders for my confidence. It just, it's, a great, it's a great exercise. It's a great sport. And uh, if you're thinking about doing it, you should definitely stop in. Um, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is a great coach, <laughs> and he he works with us older. We got a couple older guys in here. We, do. we, we got do. Amanda's dad too. We got you. Yeah, there's uh, a couple older guys. Me, I'm pretty old. I'm old for the sport. Yeah, yeah, but you're young at heart, man. Yeah. But we got you know, Jason's got a bunch of kids. Jared's got kids. I mean, we got some older guys in here, and. Mm. Uh, we train and, and you just, hey man, my shoulders hurt today, so just be careful on my shoulder, you know? Or if you don't feel like rolling, you don't have to roll. It's your own journey and yeah. uh, it's great. And then there's some times that I'll be like feeling frisky and I'll roll with somebody younger than me and stronger than me and then I remember two minutes into it why I don't roll with people like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're getting close to close now here, but I gotta tell one story before we get out of here. Oh, here we go. Uh, so <laughs> We have this girl that came in, and like the story is gonna be famous all over the internet now. But uh, so this girl Melinda, and uh, she com competes at Worlds, Pans, like, goes all over the place. So she's super good, and she's tiny. So like she she's tiny. She looks. Young. She don't look like a world's competitor. <laughs> I can see where Butch would think that because she's petite. You, you look at her. Not a, yeah, not a, up her hair. Yeah, real nice. yeah she's, she's super she's, awesome. Yeah, she looks like kind of like a normal person, uh, not like a savage. 
As she gets on the mat, she's doing awesome. I removed that. She does like perfect. And the bush said, "Man, you're pretty good for your first day." <laughs> I thought it was her first day. I don't know. I was like watching her. And I'm like, man, it's her first day. It's really good because I saw Amanda and her working together. So I, I was trying to be nice. And I went up to her. And I go, man, it was really, really good for your first day. And as nice as she is, she didn't even say anything. She just said thanks. I like walked away, probably a little pissed off at me, and <laughs> rightly so. And Jeff comes up to her and goes, do you know who she is? Do you know? Like, and he just started rattling off all the things she did, and I felt about that big. But, yeah, it's a good story. And, I like uh, it because I tease Butch, and I tease Butch a lot because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's part of the relationship. But yeah. uh, if you are thinking about doing jiu-jitsu, definitely find a gym. But this is a great gym. You can come here. We have a lot of older guys that are training. You can train in the gi, no gi. Whatever you're comfortable with, you can come and watch a class. Or uh, just kind of check out a class. We had a guy do that, right? Yeah, Mick, Mick. Mick yeah, did Mick that. Did he that. came and watched for a couple days. And then he decided that's what I want to do. And he came and... I man, thought I might be a homeless guy giving your wife's cookies. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now he's training. He's doing really good. He's doing privates. Private, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's all about it, man. And uh, I think that it would be great. It would be great to get more older people in here. And maybe we'd get to a point where we can have... You know, maybe an over 40 class, that would be awesome. And you get a lot more people for that. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I'm over 40. Yeah, see, you'd be over 40, you know, and uh, we, I, I, the conditioning, and you just do what you're capable of, and that's that's what makes it great. It's really supposed to be a sport where you, uh, you use your knowledge and body awareness and technique and leverage to overcome someone that's bigger and stronger than you. Uh, a lot of places, you just is taught as a sport, so it's taught a lot more athletically because if you're obviously competing in a sport, it's two younger, um, equally sized people, and you're actively competing to score points and get a submission. Um, but we, I believe in self-defense and stuff too, so we're kind of like older school jiu-jitsu mixed with like <laughs> new school jiu-jitsu. So. Yeah, we um, got some new school guys in here. Like Ilpri is, he, he's amazing with that, but... For us older guys, it's 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 more about technique and, and, and mastering your cardio and being able to breathe properly for five minutes and yeah. And just coming to a place of like-minded people. I, sometimes I just come here just to, well not me because I, I get paid to come here, but when I was training, I would just come in to be around people that are positive. You know, like there's yeah. so much negativity in the world. Like it's hard to be negative here. It is, nobody will let you be negative here. Yeah. No, it's super positive, and it's a good feeling. And I'll tell you, once you walk through that door the first time and you step on the mat for the first time, you won. You won that battle, and that's what the battle is. It's just getting through that door. And once you get through the door, it's sky's the limit. Yeah, and if you don't feel that in the gym you're at, you should find a different gym. Like, if you don't feel that you should move on, right? Like, every gym has a different vibe, and you got to find one that fits for you. And uh, like I recommend Buma, like Buma is another really nice place if you're an older person. Uh, they're in the city. Uh, where another place? Will, um, I don't know. I'd recommend you the best. 133 Stride Avenue. Just come here. Just give me your money. I need money more than all them people. They got big gyms. Oh my gosh, that's such a terrible business. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that was so bad. No, <laughs> they should come here because you're amazing. That's oh, yeah, why they should come here. 
I need your money more than I, you need my amazing, probably, but um, I'll give you as much amazing as I can for that money. Yeah, caveman hasn't eaten hasn't eaten in three days, so <laughs> gotta help him out, man. Help I really, I didn't eat last night till like eleven o'clock. I don't um, have my wallet, so I don't have a lot of money. I can't go get food. I know when you were coming out and I gave you that hug, and I was like, man, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you, you know, because yeah. I was happy for the yeah. gym. Yeah. And that's a cool feeling, right? Yeah. Like, I, I drove two and a half hours to watch my, my teammate fight, mm -hmm. and I was just as excited and nervous if it, if it was me out there. Like, it was like I just... It was awesome, and it was because it was my gym, yeah. right? And I belonged to that gym, and I was proud and happy for the gym. Gym's two and zero right now, and uh, and it's an amazing feeling, and it's it's really cool. And seeing your teammates be successful, and there was other teammates there, and that was cool. And I did see Melinda there, and I wanted to say <laughs> hi to her, but I was too embarrassed to say hi to her, so I didn't say hi. So Melinda, if you're watching this, hi. <laughs> it's okay, I'll push her out. She got stuck in her car. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, the way stuck. they had people parking there was awful. Oh, my God, yeah. They had us park. I said to the guy, I go, this is the ground. I'm like, I hope you have a tow truck because, dude, there's going to be people getting stuck. Yeah, we pushed her out. We got her out. Oh. Yeah, so we had to push Melinda out, so you're welcome, Melinda. Yeah. I'm glad you were driving instead of Lena. That was, she was going to drive her right into the car in front of her, so it was good. <laughs> yeah, we got a problem about driving. <laughs> well, it was fun, and, uh, yeah. Alright. Uh, I forgot. I had lost my train of thought. I was going to say something right before. What were we talking about right before? Uh, oh, family. So, um, this is the one thing I want to say about uh, the gym. So, when a gym starts, everyone gets really, really tight. And it's like a family. Like, that happened to me a couple times. When I first had Buffalo BJJ uh, with Crew Mark. And then uh, I had him for a little while at Booma, but I was never really at Booma. And I helped him for a little while at WNY when uh, Herbert was there every day. Um, like a gym becomes a family to you and it's really easy to lose that and uh as an owner here I, I plan to be here all the time i don't plan to do too many other things or like shift my attention away from from this part of the business and i, I want to try and keep that family atmosphere here so um i work very hard to work on that more than on people so there's a lot of people i, I don't invite um just because i don't want them to come and affect the atmosphere here and uh, I want the atmosphere here to always be this family-like atmosphere. So um, uh, that's really my goal for here. And uh, I want it to stay like it is. Like, where we're all free to say whatever we want. And like, you know, a man is going to be over here crying about something. So we're all just laughing, ah, whatever, you know, we go around and we do our things. Or, you know, then uh, Ilfrey's going to have his family here. There's going to be like 20 Hernandez's that we got to choke out when they're all throwing us around when they're 13. And then we got some guy training for wrestling tournament, but we're going to help him today. And then tomorrow, Jared needs some work on the, a slide by, so we're gonna help Jared. And then, you know, the next time Amanda's gonna be up to fight, so we all take care of her. And then it's gonna be my turn to fight. And then, like, I break everyone's ankles. Sorry, Alex. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we all gotta take turns taking care of each other. And I wanna make sure that we always keep that selflessness. They lifted each other yeah, up, too. Like, yeah. we always wanna lift each other up, and uh, that's important to me. So if you guys are watching that, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart that we have a gym like this. This has uh, been a dream of mine since I started fighting to uh, make this happen. And, uh, like, I couldn't think of a better person to sit. And I haven't really had a podcast talking about entirety. I've been so busy since, like, I started over here. And uh, I couldn't think of a better guy to bring it up than, oh, than you, Mr. Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> so at my fight, so my real name is Eugene. Nobody calls me that. Maybe my mother or my aunt, 
when they get mad at me. My Aunt Judy does. Hi, AJ. So, uh, anyway, so I, my fight happens. I win, and, and Jeff wasn't only coaching me, but he was also the commentator for the fight. So he, I see him run and grab the mic, and I'm like, oh, here we go. So he gets in the ring, and he, first words out of his mouth, Eugene, let's go, Eugene Chad, Butch Chadwick, how's it feel to win? And I was like, oh, man. And I think if you watch it, there's like a slight two-second pause there, because I'm like, I can't believe he just said that in front of all these people. But that's, that's, that's the gym family, yeah. you know, that's love. And that, it was really cool, you know. My fight name is Harvester of Sorrow. He never called me that, but he I called me. a lot of words to say. Yeah, he called me Eugene. Made sure he got that <laughs> in there, and that was cool. And I appreciate you having me on because uh, it is it is different being an older person, uh, training in a gym, especially with a lot of fighters and up-and-comers and guys that are super athletic and built and muscly. And it's, it's a what helps that environment is a family environment because those guys as big and as athletic as they are will take time out and roll with me and when they roll with me it's different than when they roll with each other and that's 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 kind of like what you were talking about yeah, right it doesn't happen everywhere. no it do doesn't happen like that they're not out there to try and tap me 75 times in five minutes which there's a, a couple of them that can you know but they're out there to try and make me better. In order to make me better, they're being a good partner and they're helping themselves. And that's what builds that family atmosphere. And I know that. I know that when they're rolling with me, you know. Um, but it's it's cool to have that. And it's really, like, I can see, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I've never, this is all I've ever known, you know. This is all I've ever known and I love it. I'm glad. So. I'm glad I could be your first experience. <laughs> you were my first. I'm glad you, I'm glad you waxed your ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks. All right, man. Uh, I got one more thing to say. All right, before we get out of here, I want to thank uh, Jen so much. Um, so I rewatched the film, and this is one of the things that filled me with happy. When uh, Butch won, I just saw her jump up so high. When uh, Jen is my wife. Yeah. That, yes. was, that was amazing, dude. Like she jumped so high, and like she's in great shape, and she comes in, she's doing Muay Thai now. It's great to watch you guys work together, but uh, that just made me so happy watching her be so excited when you won, and like go to try and run up the steps. Like, like I can't go in yet. <laughs> yeah, she was. Oh, my wife is the best, man. She's the salt of the earth, and uh, I really couldn't be where I am right now without her. She makes me a better person, a better man, and what's. What's cool is there's a fine balance between training and family life, you know, and you want to go home and have things be peaceful. And uh, sometimes when you have a good support system and, and, and your best friend's in your corner like that, it, it makes things really easy, and she did. Now she just has to let me fight again. And when she gives me the okay, we'll get you another fight. When she, you got to give the okay, babe. You got to give the okay. All right, with that, Ray's eating a Whopper, so he's not here. Caveman's Corner's out. Out. I'm here with your winner, Bush 7. You're uh, closer to 70 than you are to 20, Eugene. Uh, how do you feel getting this win? It shows that age is just a number. It doesn't matter what your struggle is, what you got going on. 
Age is just a number, man. I'm 54 and one year away from being a senior citizen.